Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to talk about diversity and your job search. Diversity and inclusion are terms that are thrown around so much by corporations in 2021, but what do those terms actually mean? How does this actually impact our job search? Well, today we're going to dive into both of these heavy-hitting questions during today's episode. And whether or not you are a person of color, a job seeker, or recruiter, this episode will prove useful because my guest is sure to bring insights today that you haven't yet thought of. Ashish Kashal, my next guest, is the founder of Consciously Unbiased, a grassroots movement and organization promoting diversity and inclusion in the workplace. He is also the CEO of Hire Talent, a nationwide contingent staffing firm focused on diversity staffing in procurement, human resources, healthcare, clinical, scientific, and finance and technology. Prior to founding Consciously Unbiased and Hire Talent, Ashish worked at an internet incubator and venture capital firm focused on the retail and fashion industry, which funded startups and joint ventures. He graduated with a BS in computer science from Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. So as you can see, Ashish is going to be amazing, and this episode is really going to help you out if you are looking to see the implications that diversity and the current landscape have on your job search. So without further ado, this is episode 218 of the Career Warrior Podcast. Ashish, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. I'm excited to be here. I am so excited too. And after researching about your background and having our conversation before this, I know listeners are going to really enjoy this episode. So let's kick into just that. Why don't you go ahead and tell listeners about your background in this grassroots movement that you started? Sure, absolutely. I had graduated in computer science from Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. And when I graduated college, I joined Accenture as a management consultant. So I did that for about two years. And then my boss had pulled me out and had me join an internet incubator where he invested in companies, startups and things like that. And we were hoping to take them public. And 2000 happened and the dot-com economy crashed. And so there's really no exit from those organizations we invested in. But while I was doing that, I'd either take on the CTO role or the head of HR. Mm-hmm. And we'd work with a lot of staffing agencies to help find qualified candidates for us. And I found found that a lot of times they're just throwing me paper and just looking for keywords and not really vetting the candidates. And so it was creating more work for me. So when all this collapsed, I decided to start my own staffing organization and decided that if I could vet candidates better, then I could help clients become more efficient in their hiring process. And so we did that. And we also had a diversity angle because diversity was really important to me just because I grew up as a minority in in an all-white community. And so I felt like it was important to have diversity of thought. And so what I mean by that is bringing people in the organization from different socioeconomic, cultural sexual orientation, religious orientation backgrounds. And if you have that, then you can get diversity of thought. And we always say that even if you and I look different, if we grew up in the same sort of Midwest town with a similar socioeconomic background, we probably wouldn't have that much difference in, in our thought process. And so that was really important to us because I always felt like that would help us grow by looking at different perspectives. And so yeah, as a result of that, we'd naturally find a lot of diverse candidates because people still relate to who they relate to. And since we were, our DNA was around diversity, that was our passion. And so about two years ago, I was thinking about a, on a Sunday how all these clients and senior management, these large companies are asking for diverse candidates. And then the ultimate decision maker is the hiring manager and they're not necessarily buying into the process. And so we weren't moving the needle fast enough on diversity within the workforce, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, why is that? And so I was thinking about, I took a step back and said, you know, we're so polarized right now in society where the left and right speak past each other. 
and everyone feels like they're the victim. So I'm like, that's what we've been common. We're all victims, right? And so if you think about commonality, that's how we actually see eye to eye on things. And so I was like, let's start there. Then I started thinking about how we spend money in diversity training, but it's not really being effective. We spend about $8 billion a year on diversity training, and it's really just a check the box wow. type of thing. Yeah. And the reason for that is because in our efforts to be inclusive, we have made training generic. And ultimately, you're not going to change people's behavior unless you make it a personal passion of theirs by connecting the mind and the heart. And so yeah, that's the other part of it. And the third piece of it was, if you think about the training we go through, a lot of it stemmed on guilt. And guilt is one strategy to motivate people, but I think the masses don't necessarily agree with that and it doesn't change their behavior. So we had to remove that element of it. So that's where we came up with the reframing the argument of biases. So biases are based on life experiences, how you grew up, your family values, community, and part of that survival. So let's own it. Let's be proud about it. Now it's a matter of how we apply it. And so we all have biases. Not all of them are bad. And so once you got past that, I think the reality is that if you teach a person a new bias and don't come from a place of negativity, they can add it to their toolbox of experiences and from there apply it in the right situations. And I think that's the first step towards inclusion. Yeah, what an amazing story and reason to create that company. I think that's I think what you're doing is great and very needed. Later on in this episode, go towards get more specific and practical with job seekers, what this has to do with their resumes, the the companies that they're applying for. But first, I just want to zoom out again on just the topic of diversity overall. I think it's something important to cover. But let's just strip away the fact that diversity obviously is something that's becoming more prominent within today's corporations and companies. It's just something that is up and coming. Obviously, we know this is a thing. People understand that. But when it comes down to the meat of it, the core of it, why is diversity actually important for organizations to thrive? I think it's for a few reasons, right? If you think about Fortune 1000 companies that are existing today, they're constantly getting disrupted. And if, if they don't actually have a diverse thought process, they're going to keep drinking their own or fall by and buy into their own process and not realize society is moving past them, right? And if you think about like, if you look at Microsoft in the 90s, they were the innovators. And then in 2000, they got complacent and created a very bureaucratic environment and they missed the mobile boom, right? And so they struggled through the 2000s. And then in 2010, they reinvented themselves, reorganized themselves, started acting like a startup with diverse thought. They made diversity passion of, of theirs. And fast forwarded to say they're innovators, right? And they're also proving to society that diversity inclusion is a key element to their growth. And they went from a laggard in the industry to a leader in the industry in the last 10 years, right? And they've also shown that being doing social good is profitable. And the second thing is, if you look at today's society, the next generation is really inspiring because they're making this a personal passion of theirs. And so if a brand isn't actually making diversity true DNA to their organization, people see through that and they're not going to sell their products. Absolutely. Especially in this day and age, it just makes a lot of sense. So diving into implications of for job seekers and their searches for their ideal position out there, let's dive deep into diversity in the job search, like I said. Let's say that, and this is a question I've gotten through giving talks and AMAs and talking about the resume, I'll have a lot of people who are concerned about these companies that they're applying for and not being a good culture fit. They say that this is sometimes the toughest thing for them to figure out because every company out there says that they are, you know, going to have the best policies for diversity and the most satisfied employees. But in reality, it's just this thing that a lot of people are putting on paper just so people can check the boxes, so to speak, like you said. But as a job seeker, what do I actually look into if I'm trying to find a company 
that's right for me. That's going to be a good culture fit. I mean, there's always a default to go into Glassdoor to see how that works. But I think you also have to look at their website because a lot of them who are passionate about diversity will actually highlight it on their career page and talk about why it's important to the policies. They'll have a diversity program for vendors as well. And so if you see that they're weaving it through the hiring process, they're weaving it through how they support the community and they're weaving it through how they hire uh -huh. certain vendors, it shows that they're, it's part of their DNA. So just on job descriptions and on their website, people tend to highlight it more than just a quick call out you're saying. That makes sense. Are there any policies or leadership styles that I might look towards that do foster a good culture of diversity? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to see what the management structure looks like. If it's a management structure that's homogeneous and it doesn't really have a lot of diverse people in their leadership, that's going to trickle down to the rest of the organization because it really starts from top, right? And so... Mm -hmm. The best way to send a message is to highlight and amplify that you have diverse people on your management board and your executive board and your management team. Okay, so that's one way to look. That's very interesting. Now, turning towards highlighting this on a resume, is, in your opinion, is this something that I should be highlighting on my resume, diversity? That's a very strange thing that I've never thought of until we had our talk before this, but is there a way that I can portray myself to attract the right employer when it comes to diversity, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I think you should definitely highlight that you're a diverse candidate. I think that's, it shows you add a different perspective, right? So all mm -hmm. things equal with your skill sets. If you're also bringing a different thought process, I think that really helps. Your interests, I would add in what makes you diverse, what your passions are, you know, things like that, I think are really helpful. Okay. So pa your passions and interests, anything else? Any groups that you belong to. So if, let's say you're part of the NJLCC, which is the National Gay Lesbian Association. That's another way to highlight that you're a proactive member of a group and that you're a diverse candidate or like the NMSTC or any of the Girls, Girls Who Code or Black Girls Who Code, things like that, that shows that you're a diverse mm. candidate. Makes a lot of sense. Organizational involvement and extracurriculars. And that's a question I often get from the job seeker is how much of that should I highlight on the resume? And I've never thought about it, but that could be a specific instance where you might want to attract the right employer by showcasing diversity. That's a really good thought there. Another thing I think you mentioned earlier was multiple languages. There are plenty of other job seekers that speak many languages, and you can show that. Travel also, I don't know if that is extending it too far, making this too far-fetched, but a lot of people who have lived in multiple countries who may be aware of different cultures, that may be a positive. So Yeah, those are great points, and I definitely want to add those as well. And then the other thing you might want to do is sort of reach out to the groups that, that are diverse in nature that are helping organizations find candidates, right? Because ultimately, a lot of staffing happens through agencies, right? And so companies, even if you apply through their portals, they may or may not see you. And if they don't, this is another way to sort of highlight and get you promoted within an organization. So what specifically are the portals? So like when you go apply for a job, right? You might go to a website like facebook.com and go to the career section and submit your resume. And that's definitely something you should be doing. But then I think a second thing is sort of reaching out to staffing vendors who actually specialize in diversity recruiting because they don't generally talk directly to the HR or the recruiters within the corporate sector. And so mm. they can bring your resume up in front of them and show that you're a diverse candidate with great skills. I've never thought about it. The firms that specialize in diversity and inclusion, that's something that I would recommend to those job seekers who are looking to build those connections. And that makes a lot of sense. I didn't think about that. I have another question about the resume, and this is a very specific one, but believe it or not, one that I've gotten from job seekers who have come here to the States and have very, I'm just trying to say, like it's names that are, are more ethnic sounding, I should say. People ask, and this is sad, this is the reality, whether or not that they should change their name to something that sounds more based on the country that they're at. 
And I'll give an example of a job seeker that came to me who, unfortunately, he shared the first name of, this is something that he said really was starting to affect his job search because people were becoming biased and starting to discriminate against him. But he shared a name with a common person who had committed a terror crime here in the United States. And he was saying that he was getting rejected by employers for that reason and came to us asking whether or not we should change his name to just a nickname that he had. What is your opinion on this thought? And what advice would you give job seekers who are just afraid to show their real name? I don't think you should change it. It's part of who you are. It's your identity, right? And Mm -hmm. If the employer is not open to hiring you because of that, I think that's not the right employer for you. The reality is that if the employer wants you to succeed, they have to let you bring your whole self to work, right? And so it's a productivity issue that it'll affect yeah. everything in your psyche from your confidence and things like that. So I don't think yeah. that's something you should do. I think the companies that are rejecting that are the ones that you should probably not be going to anyway. It's your identity and it, it, you can take a hit too. And I'm glad you're, I knew you were going to say that answer and I felt exactly the same way. And just encouragement for people who, maybe afraid of that, but it's an identity thing. And like, once you start to shift that, you might take a little blow to your confidence, which is never good. So yeah, why the heck would you want to work for an employer or someone who truly won't accept you for whatever your name is? And it's sad. I've looked this up before. There are actual studies based on this. It's like what having a quote unquote white, more white sounding name will do to getting you more interviews and callbacks. But I think when you start to look to that, when you just look to the metric of can I get more interviews, that may be the wrong thing to look for versus can I have a better match for me because I'm looking to find an organization that's going to support me the best. So I think by going your route and looking to connect with these firms that specialize in diversity and looking to get to know the people that are part of the organization, you're going to have a better route and you're going to have a smarter job search versus hacks, I should say, or silly strategies to, you know, try to change your resume in a certain way to fit a certain mold. But I think people should start thinking about applying the smart way versus looking to answer the wrong questions. Yeah. And I think, look, if you think about how we're positioned today, it's a little bit of a mind shift. Your diversity actually brings you strength, right? And I think people running away from that are actually hiding from their strengths. And so, and companies realize that if they want to get the best talent in the world, they have to be open-minded in who they hire, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think the convergence of that, it's companies are realizing that they have to court the candidate more than the candidate has to court them, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think if we start realizing that and come to grips with that and realize that we're special, I always say, Rather than saying you're diverse, say I'm different like you, because we're all different, right? And at a unique level and an individual. And so we get to that point where we start saying from they're different from me to different like me. That's yeah. just building the commonality. That's awesome. What is one thing that you think job seekers must know in order for them to be successful in this current climate? I think probably around flexibility is really important. Companies are changing so much right now because COVID climate, right? We're all trying to navigate this together. And so mistakes will happen. So we don't have to be, we shouldn't be quick to judge what they're doing because I think we're all doing something we've never done before, you know? I think that's one really good thing for everyone to remember here. So you have been an absolutely fantastic guest. I can't thank you enough for bringing the insight. And like I say, when I pick my podcast guests, I try to pick things that haven't been spoken about in a long time. And I know this is something that we haven't covered yet enough on this podcast. So I appreciate the insights that you brought to the table. I'd like to ask if you can tattoo one encouraging message for every career warrior applying for a job, what would that message be? Oh, there's so many different things. If I was <laughs> going to tattoo it, you said? Yeah. So it tends to be a shorter message and something that's so important, it lasts for a lifetime. I would say talent inside. 
Talon inside. Why Talon inside? Because I think we tend to judge people on, on how they look or we make quick judgments when we first see them. And the reality is if we start digging deeper, you realize that people are very talented and the assumptions you made are actually not the ones that are real. I love that. It all ties back to the name consciously unbiased and recognizing that and getting around that. So that is awesome. Well, how can people find more about you and what you're up to? They can either come to our website, consciouslyandbiased.com or follow us on Instagram, or they can go to, if they're looking for a job, they can go to www.hiretalent.com, which is spelled H-I-R-E-T-A-L-E-N-T.com. Awesome. That sounds good. And I will make sure to link those within the description as well so people can easily click them. Perfect. So Ashish, you've been great. I was going to say thanks and have a great rest of your day. Absolutely. You too. Awesome. This wraps up episode 218 of the Career Warrior podcast. So glad we can cover the implications that diversity have on our job search here. When it comes to your resume, when it comes to your strategy, all of these things count and all of these things are so important. So if you're having trouble right now and you feel like this is an issue for you, make sure to keep your head up. And hopefully this episode was encouragement for you to keep persisting and keep pushing forward in your job search and finding the right company and the right match for you. Make sure to check out the links as we mentioned in this podcast, because those can also help you further your journey as well. All right, Warriors, that wraps up 218 of this podcast. I'll make sure to see you next Monday. Career Warrior Podcast. And for more on your job search, please make sure to check out Let's Eat Grandma's website at letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. That's where you can find her blog, attend job seeker events, and learn more about her awesome resume services. Let me just say, I'm happy you're subscribed on Apple or Spotify, but you are missing out if you haven't seen the additional resources on our website. Once again, that's letseatgrandma.com forward slash CWP. And please don't forget to leave a review. The support from my fellow warriors is what will help me get noticed and what will help the algorithm so other job seekers can discover us too. I promise I read all the reviews and you will just make my day. That's all. I'll see you next episode this Monday morning.